NHL, the hockey segment of the Fantasy Fanatics podcast. I'm your host, Nathan, and we're here with our hockey expert, James Kumar. Hey, what's up, man? So, so uh, this week, we're going to recap Thursday's games, go over some of Friday's games and list some that are underway. Uh, we'll talk about some fantasy playoff pickups. Uh, we'll talk about some news around the league, and then we will uh, do a preview of Saturday's games. How does that sound? Yeah, sounds good. Let's just hop right into it. All right. So let's start uh, with Thursday's games, starting with uh, Dallas versus Tampa Bay. Um, Pretty dominant performance by Tampa Bay. Uh, it was 3-0. Uh, the goalie got a shutout, so congratulations to the Tampa Bay goalie. Um, In the first period, um, Andre Pallet got a goal. Uh, no goals in the second period, but in the third period, uh, both Blake Coleman and Braden Point got two more goals for Tampa Bay. And uh, what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, um, I think the goalie for Tampa Bay in this game was Vasilevsky. I would think so because of the, he got the shutout. Um, so, yeah, congrats to him. Um, looks like Tampa Bay should be rounding out into their playoff form. And then as for Dallas, this is a game where they really, uh, I guess, needed to get points. And they didn't even get a goal in this game. So, I think it's going to be tough for Dallas to make the playoffs down the stretch. But, yeah, good on Tampa for the win. Yeah, I mean, Dallas did have the advantage of they still had a lot of games left. But if they keep losing, that advantage is going to go away real quick. Yeah, I know. That's the tough part. So I guess we'll have to see um, how things go for them down the stretch. Yeah, for sure. And I guess we can move on to uh, Buffalo versus Boston. Um it was a pretty dominant performance by Boston. Um, Buffalo tried to put up a fight, but they were only able to get two goals. Uh, Boston was able to get five. Um, in the first period, David Pasternak with a goal and David uh, Krejci with a goal for Boston. Casey Millistat with a goal for Buffalo. Uh, no goals in the second period. But in the third period, we had Sam Reinhardt and Taylor. Sam Reinhardt for uh, Buffalo, Taylor Hall for Boston. Charlie Coyle for Boston and Brad Marchand for Boston as well. So what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I mean, Boston's clearly the better team. Uh, they have such a favorable schedule down the stretch and they're pretty much winning the games they need to win. So Boston's definitely looking like a solid team heading into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, these kind of games are like must win for Boston and they might actually even take the third spot. Oh, yeah, for sure. I know the Islanders um, did try and hold them off for a little bit, but Boston's coming in and they got a favorable schedule ahead, so it is possible. Yeah, for sure. And I guess for Buffalo, this is just kind of um, just try, trying to see uh, what works on their team and what doesn't. Yeah, pretty much. They're just playing out the final stretch of games for the season. Yeah, like you said, seeing um, you know some of the young players, uh, some guys that, you know, maybe need more ice time. They're just pretty much playing out the final stretch in my eyes. Yeah, for sure. And I guess just moving on to Philadelphia versus the New Jersey Devils. Um, very dominant performance by New Jersey. They were actually able to get the upset on Philadelphia. Uh, five goals to three. Um, in the first period, Yegor uh, Sharangovich got two goals for New Jersey. In the second period, Scott Lawton got a goal for Philadelphia. Sean Couturier got a goal for Philadelphia. And uh, Jesper uh, Balquist got a goal for New Jersey. In the third period, uh, Pavel Zatra and Jesper Pratt got, both got a goal for New Jersey. And Travis uh, Konechny was able to get a goal for Philadelphia. And um, what do you think about New Jersey's performance? Yeah, I mean, uh, they definitely came to play in this game, um, put up great uh, goal totals. Um, a lot of the young players put up goals in this game. So it's uh, nice to see that they're developing players. And then as for Philadelphia, just another gut punch uh, in their terrible season. Uh, yeah, this is pretty much going to be a season that Philadelphia is going to be looking to move on from uh, coming to next year. 
Yeah, I guess it was uh, really disappointing for Philadelphia, especially considering how well they were doing at the beginning of the season. Yeah, they were doing so well. The expectations were so high, and then pretty much everything came crashing to the ground. So they're definitely going to have to sort of uh, rebuild the the structure of the team heading into next year, and hopefully they can get back to where they were. Yeah, for sure. And I guess uh, moving on to the Battle of New York, or I guess the Massacre of New York, um, the Islanders were able to beat the Rangers 4-0. So the Islanders goalie got a shutout. And yeah, wasn't really close. Um, Leo Karmarov for the Islanders and Oliver Wallstrom for the Islanders in the first period. And in the second period, Anthony Beauvillier got another goal for the Islanders. And in the third period, Matthew Barzell got another goal for the Islanders. Uh, the Rangers, normally they play really well, but um, they just couldn't get anything done this game. So what are your thoughts? They were pretty much shut down by the Islanders' defensive structure. Uh, like you mentioned, I think Semyon Varlamov was the goalie. He got the shutout. Um, but yeah, this uh, this Islanders team just played really well. Um, they only allowed 25 shots from the Rangers. Normally the Rangers are lighting other teams up. And yeah, they just couldn't generate any offense in this game. And I guess, uh, what do you think this says about New York's, the Islanders' uh, defense going forward? Yeah, I mean, it's no question they can play defense. The only question is, can they play offense? And in this game, I mean, getting four goals, um, that's good enough to win in the playoffs. So if they can learn how to do that consistently, then maybe they'll have a good chance at making a run. I guess for the Rangers, their playoff hopes are getting farther and farther away. Um, Boston, like I said before, they're not just going to let you take the spot from them. And now it's falling farther and farther away from the Rangers. Yeah, um, that was pretty much a must-win game for the Rangers because if they had won that game and Boston would have lost theirs, Boston would have been at 62 points and the Rangers would have been at 60. But instead, Boston wins theirs, goes to 64, and the Rangers are still stuck at 58. So, like, that really just was a wreck right into the into the Rangers' playoff hopes. And, um, I mean, if you want to make the playoffs, you got to do your part and win the games. They can't just be hoping the other teams will lose and then they can't get it done. You know, the Rangers were supposed to get it done. It didn't happen. So, um, I think that 5% playoff chance goes down to about 2%. So they'd pretty much have to win all the rest of their games and then just hope for Boston to lose at this point. Yeah, I guess hoping to win all of their games is going to be a really tall order considering their schedule too. Yeah, I mean, you win your remaining five games, you get 68 points, Boston's at 64, and they still have seven games left. So if they're at 64 points, you expect them not to win at least two looking at their schedule? I don't think it's possible. I think uh, playoffs are pretty much locked up at this point. Uh, that win gave the Islanders pretty much almost a guarantee into the playoffs, and I think Boston will follow suit. Um, yeah, Rangers definitely have a lot of young talent. They can definitely look forward to playoffs next year. Yeah, for sure. And I guess moving on to the Pittsburgh Penguins versus the Washington Capitals, classic rivalry. This time, Pittsburgh was able to come out on top by one goal. Um, in the first period, TJ Oshie for Washington and Kasperi Kapanen for Pittsburgh. In the second period, Frederick uh, Gaudreau for Pittsburgh and Zach Aston-Reese for uh, Pittsburgh as well. And for Washington, Dmitry Orlov and Daniel Sprong. In the third period, Kasperi Kapanen for Pittsburgh and Tom Wilson for Washington. And in overtime, uh, Jake Gunsel was able to uh, clutch the game out for Pittsburgh. So uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, this is interesting. Um, no Alex Ovechkin for the Washington Capitals. And then even though Sidney Crosby was in the lineup, no points for him. But it was a pretty much pretty much a team effort uh, for the Penguins to get the win. I know that uh, Tom Wilson tied it up with like 15 seconds left in the game to send it to overtime. So it's a good rally by Washington, but they just couldn't get it done. Uh, Pittsburgh wins this game 5-4, and I believe that put them at the top of the division. Well, no, they're tied with Washington. Washington's got, a couple, got one game in hand. But uh, yeah, those two are battling it out for that first seed. Yeah, for sure. And I guess, um, do you think this is kind of like a sign of anything to come for, I guess, both Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin. 
Yeah, I mean, both of them should be back in rhythm for the playoffs. I feel like that this is probably going to be the second round matchup if both teams can get out of the first round against the, either the Islanders or the Boston Bruins. Then it would, it, I mean, it'd be great to see them battle battle it out in a series again. They've met in the second round so many times over the years between Crosby and Ovechkin, so it would definitely be something uh, nice to see for sure. Uh, re, almost like a renewed old rivalry. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to be able to see this rivalry for um, many more years, especially with uh, the age of these two players. Yeah, absolutely. These are two stars of their generations, and it's great to see them battle over the years. Yeah, for sure. And I guess uh, moving on to the Detroit Red Wings versus the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, the Hurricanes were able to uh, beat the Red Wings 3-1. to one. Uh, No goals in the first period. But there was a goal for uh, Carolina by Brady Skay and uh, Warren Fiegel, and a goal by Jacob Brana, and in the second period and in the third period, uh, Tubo uh, Tara Vinen was able to get a goal for Carolina. And I guess, uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it was a pretty dominant game by Carolina. Um, yeah, Tara Vine in, in his uh, game back, uh, he scored. Um, yeah, so uh, it's pretty much just a solid effort from Carolina. They've been doing it all year, um, you know, and uh, Detroit's just been bad on the on the road. So it's pretty much a no-brainer for Carolina to win this. So, yeah, congrats to them. Yeah, I mean, Carolina's just been so consistently good. And I feel like they're a little bit slept on for how good they are. Yeah, everyone likes Tampa Bay in that division, but I think Carolina actually has the defensive prowess as well as their offensive firepower to maybe uh, give Tampa Bay a scare there if they do meet up at some point in the playoffs. Um, definitely Tampa has the edge in goaltending, so they'd have to pretty much get amazing goaltending from one of their three goalies, whichever one they start, whether it's Reimer or Mrazek or Nadelkovic. So we'll definitely have to see that. But other than that, the Hurricanes are solid all the way through. Yeah, for sure. Uh, they're definitely going to be, I guess, a sleeper team, which is kind of weird to say considering how good they are. Yeah, I mean, sleeper team, they are the first seed in that division. Obviously, Tampa Bay probably would have been if they've had Stamkos and Kucherov for the whole season. But, I mean, if one or two of those players come back, I still think that Tampa Bay might edge out the Hurricanes, but it's definitely going to be a, a tough-fought series if they do face. Yeah, for sure. And I guess uh, moving on to the Maple Leafs versus the Canucks, I'm sure you're really happy about this. Uh, the Leafs were able to beat the Canucks uh, 4-1. Yeah, I was juggling between this game and the NFL draft, trying to keep up with both uh, on Thursday night. But yeah, um, definitely good win for the Leafs. I know that they uh, had some uh, load management for some of their players in this game. Um, but a lot of the big stars played, um, just looking at some of the scores here, William Nylander, the first period, Austin Matthews, Pierre Engvall in the second period for the Leafs, it was three, nothing. Then JT Miller scored, uh, for the Vancouver Canucks on the power play. And then Mitch Marner uh, added a goal, um, in the last minute of the third period for the Leafs to make it four, one. And I mean, yeah, uh, a lot of their stars up front played. I know some of their defensemen rested in this game as well as goalie Jack Campbell, um, David Riddick was solid in this game and yeah, um, the Canucks are slipping. I don't even think they'll make the playoffs at this point. I mean, hopefully they'll be able to kind of, uh, play spoiler at this point. Since those two victories, the Canucks had over the Leafs a couple weeks ago, they've lost three out of four against Ottawa plus this game against Toronto. So they've lost four out of five games and that's not going to help you get into the playoffs, especially um, I know we'll get to Friday night's games. Mon Montreal had a big win on Friday night. So um, I think the Canucks might be out of it soon. Yeah. And I think they have to face uh, the Oilers four times. So oh, uh, it's going to yeah. be really rough. <laughs> that's going to be the Connor McDavid show and Leon Dreisaitl. Like those two are going to finish one and two in the scoring. Like it's pretty obvious at this point. Yeah, so I guess uh, for Vancouver, it's just just trying to play out the stretch and do what you can. Exactly. And I guess we can move on to St. Louis versus the Minnesota Wilds. Um, 
another very close game. Uh, St. Louis was able to uh, take this game in overtime um, in the first period for St. Louis, uh, Sammy Blaze. In the second period, uh, Tyler Bozak for St. Louis and Marco Scandella for St. Louis and Joel Erickson Eck for Minnesota. In the third period, Kevin Fiala for Minnesota, Victor Rask for Minnesota and Carol Kaprizov for Minnesota and Ryan O'Reilly for St. Louis. And Ryan O'Reilly was able to uh, clutch the game out in overtime to help the Blues win. So uh, what are your thoughts on these two teams? Yeah, clutch captain Ryan O'Reilly with two goals, one in the third and one in overtime to give St. Louis the win. They've won four in a row. They've beaten Minnesota two games straight. Um, Yeah, this St. Louis team really wants to make that fourth spot in the West. And I mean, with guys getting healthy for them, they can definitely make it in and potentially give a scare to the first seed, whether it's Vegas or whether it's Colorado. Yeah, I mean, the Blues are another team where it's like they're pretty good and they might be able to make a couple of upsets. Yeah, I mean, this is a team that just won the Stanley Cup two years ago. They're not far removed from it. They just had an injury-plagued season, which is why uh, they, they're not up there with uh, the top-end teams like Vegas and Colorado. But, I mean, if they can sneak into the playoffs, anything can happen at this point. Yeah, for sure. And I guess uh, for Minnesota, uh, what are your thoughts on them? Honestly, it's just a loss that they can shake off. It was in overtime, so they still get a point. They're still firmly in the third spot in that division. Um, I don't think they really need to be worried at this point. Uh, they've clinched their playoff spot already. They're just playing out the remaining stretch of the games. For sure. And I guess we can move on to Florida versus Chicago. Um, let's see. Uh, Florida was able to... I guess, a win in overtime against Chicago. So very clutch. Um, Adam got at for Chicago in the first period. In the second period, Vinny Hinestrona for Chicago and for Florida, Alex Weinberg and Anthony DeClaire. And in the third period, uh, Alex DeBrinket for Chicago and Brandon Montour for Florida. And Sam Bennett was able to clutch the game out for Florida in overtime and what are your thoughts yeah sam bennett since he got traded to florida seems like he's really fitting in there uh, i believe he's on the second line there just playing so solid right now um yeah this florida team they've clearly gotten better um and i mean even with injuries they're still winning games chicago's pretty much out of the playoff race at this point i wouldn't really count them in um yeah this is this is pretty much a solid Florida team that if Tampa Bay is not fully healthy in the first round, they actually have a threat of taking on Tampa Bay. Yeah. I mean, this is a real, again, another really good team that Tampa Bay was going to have to go up against. So they really have their work cut out for them. Yeah. I mean, we've never seen a battle of Florida in the history of the Stanley cup playoffs since both teams are relatively new to the league. Both of them came in the nineties and usually when one was good, the other one wasn't, but it's interesting how um, this year, both of them have very good teams. So if we do see them face, whether it's in the first round of the playoffs or something, that that'll be really great to see maybe develop that rivalry that people always sort of wished that was there. If they have a playoff series against each other, I think it'll be pretty electric. The two fan bases will definitely clash in the state. Yeah, I can uh, definitely see a rivalry happening, especially if both teams continue to be as dominant as they are. Yeah, this is the first time I've really seen Florida as a dominant team in their history. I mean, they went to the cup final once, but no one really expected them to win that series anyways. Um, So yeah, this is Florida's best chance at making a run in the playoffs. Yeah, I guess hopefully we can see uh, more of Florida in the playoffs for sure. Oh, yeah, with that young core. And I, I guess um, Bill Zito could even be GM of the year. John Quenville could be coach of the year. With The way those two have just changed around this organization, it's a pretty uh, great thing to see. Uh, Florida was never taken seriously at the beginning of this season. I know in many predictions, uh, we didn't really have them as a top-tier team, but they've played their way uh, into a top-tier spot in this division. Yeah, for sure. And I guess moving on to another um, regional rivalry, we have 
the classic, another battle of Alberta, the Calgary Flames versus the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, Calgary was able to win uh, by two goals this time. So uh, very good upset by Calgary. Um, Elias Lindholm was able to get a goal for Calgary in the first period. And James Neal got a goal for Edmonton. In the second period, Lindholm got another goal. And in the third period, uh, Dylan Dubé got another goal for Calgary. And Edmonton wasn't able to get a goal outside of the first period. And uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, this is one of Calgary's last shots at trying to get into the playoffs. So I think it was pretty much a must win for them. Uh, the Oilers just had an off night. I expect that they'll bounce back if there's a rematch between these teams, um, whether it's Saturday. I haven't, we haven't looked at the slate yet, but if there is, I think I would side with the Oilers there. Um, one off night doesn't dictate the way a team's playing, and I think that definitely Calgary was the team that came to play in this game. Yeah. I mean, the Oilers haven't gotten their spot yet, so they can't really uh, be too relaxed. So I guess going forward, they're going to have to bring their A game against the Flames. I mean, there's no way McDavid and Dreisaitl are held without a point in the next meeting. There, There's no way I see that happening again. Calgary just played solid defense, but I don't expect that to be a consistent thing. I just expect that um, they're going to bring their A game. Yeah. And I guess for Calgary, they're still fighting for their lives. So they're going to be playing exactly as hard as they did this game. Oh, I, I would hope so. It's going to be tougher, though, for them to win the next game, I think. I feel like they caught the Oilers by surprise, but the Oilers will definitely come more prepared for the next game. Yeah, I guess we'll have to see um, how many tricks the coach has up his sleeve for the next coming game. It's going to be tough. Uh, Calgary's, they're six points back of Montreal. They play the same amount of games. Yeah, it's, it's really going to be tough at this point for either Calgary well, I mean, even Ottawa's ahead of Vancouver now. So, like, it's just getting embarrassing for the Canucks. I know they have lots of games to play still, but uh, and they probably will finish ahead of Ottawa. But, uh, yeah, it's just been so tough for the Canucks. Yeah, for sure. And I guess uh, moving on to, I guess, two more playoff hopeful teams. Uh, Montreal was able to get their win against Winnipeg. So, congratulations to the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, they were able to win 5-3. Um, Paul Statsny for Winnipeg in the first period. And in the second period, there was a bunch of goals. Um, Trevor Lewis, two goals for Winnipeg. Nick Suzuki, a goal for Montreal. Arturi uh, Lekanen for Montreal. And Joel Armia for Montreal as well. In the third period, uh, Nick Suzuki got a second goal for Montreal of this game. And Tyler Toffoli got another goal. And Montreal was able to go away with a win. So I guess, what are your thoughts on Montreal's performance? Um, it's not really my thoughts on Montreal's performance. It's my thoughts on Winnipeg's performance. They were up 3-1 in the second period, and they just gave the game away. This has been happening regularly for the Jets. Um, Jets have lost six games in a row. This seems to be an issue here. I know um, they were definitely being outshot a lot in games, but yet they were still winning somehow. And I wondered how long it was going to continue. And now the team just really seems to be falling apart now that teams have been just really outplaying them at certain portions of the game. And I mean, this game, Montreal outshot them by uh, 13 shots. So when you only shoot 22 times on the goalie, they still got three goals. So they did pretty good for the amount of shots. But Montreal took 35 shots. Um, they clearly were playing like the better team. And I mean, um, the Jets really need to do something to turn this around because um, I don't know whether uh, Montreal is going to catch them. But I think it's definitely possible at this point. Montreal, they're only four points behind the Jets. Uh, with uh, a game in hand. So if they somehow win that game in hand, they're only two points behind. And if the Jets keep slipping, uh, I don't know if the Jets will slip right out of the playoffs, but they'll definitely follow the fourth seed. And then they're pretty much prey for the Leafs in the first round. So, Yeah, I guess they're going to have to figure out uh, something because you can't be score having only 22 shots in a game. That's pretty much a recipe to lose basically yeah it's pretty much embarrassing at that point yeah so i mean for the canadians do you think that 
um, they can kind of continue this kind of performance going forward? Uh, we'll have to see. Uh, they really do need Carey Price to come back. Uh, there's no question about that. But yeah, um, I think that they definitely would want to get that third seed because I think definitely Edmonton is the easier mashup than Toronto because of how dominant Toronto has been this season. So um, uh, when it comes to those two teams, getting the third seed should be priority. Yeah, for sure. And the Jets, this is like the worst time to be in a slump. So they got to figure something out. Yeah, you never wanted to go. You never want to go into the playoffs on a slump. That's definitely not something you want to do. And if Montreal starts winning games and they get hot, they might even have a chance to upset the Oilers if they face them in the first round. Yeah, for sure. And I guess uh, there are still a few more games underway, so we won't really cover those. Um, I think Colorado is up two goals in the third period against San Jose. Um. Arizona is actually up one goal against Vegas, so that's surprising. And Anaheim uh, ha- is in a power play in the second period with a goal against uh, the Los Angeles Kings. So I guess uh, we'll move on to, I guess, our uh, fantasy playoff pickups. So I guess um, we'll start with you and then we'll just uh, go back and forth by one team. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we're just looking at some uh, teams that you can look at taking players from for the fantasy playoffs. These teams have pretty favorable schedules. So I'll start with the Nashville Predators. Uh, their upcoming schedule is um, against the Dallas Stars, uh, two games against the Columbus Blue Jackets, and two games against the Carolina Hurricanes to end the season. Uh, you might say, oh, they got two games against Carolina. I don't want to pick up the players. But it's the last two games of the season. Carolina has their playoff spot locked up. There's the potential of them resting players. So Nashville can actually pull off some clutch wins there and you can get some clutch goals if you touch some of their players um, in fantasy. So definitely go pick them up. Um, One player, for example, I have is Mikel Granlund. Um, He can play all three forward positions, center, left wing, and right wing for you. Um, He's just over 10% owned in Yahoo League, so he's definitely a bit of a deep league pickup. Definitely someone you can look at in a shallow league if you're planning on dropping someone from a team that doesn't have many games uh, for the coming week in fantasy, like someone from the Calgary Flames. I believe they only have one or two games next week. Um, So yeah, definitely Granlin, someone you can look at, I guess, in his last few games. Um, he's pretty much had one or two points in his last five games. Yeah, in his last five games, he's either had one or two points. Um, he's pretty much been like a plus two in those games total. Um, he's had pretty much uh, two or three shots in all of those games. And the guy's throwing like almost two hits a game. So you're definitely getting category coverage from this guy. He can play all three positions. You can slot him wherever you need him at forward. So definitely check out Mikhail Granlund uh, for, as an example from the Nashville Predators. All right. Uh, Mikhail Granlund from the Nashville Predators. That sounds pretty good, actually. Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess my pickup is, uh, I guess I'll start with St. Louis. Um, they have some uh, good defensemen for sure. And their schedule is pretty decent. Um, I think the Minnesota game is postponed. So I guess their other games going forward is going to be the Ducks uh, twice. They have the um, Vegas twice and they have the Kings. So Vegas is going to be pretty tough, but they have the Ducks twice and the Kings. So that's, I think, pretty favorable for St. Louis. And I guess a good example of a defenseman that you can pick up from St. Louis would be uh, Colton Pareko. Um, he For the season so far, he's got one goal, nine assists. He's plus one with uh, 45 shots. Um, he gets a decent amount of hits. Um, he gets a decent amount of shots for a defenseman. Gets a lot of assists. So I think he's definitely someone that you want to take a look at. And if you're not really feeling Pareko, there's some other defensemen um on st louis as well and uh who's your next um yeah next i talked about them for the last like one or two weeks i'll definitely mention them again and that's the boston bruins i really like uh the bruins uh, for their schedule um for their upcoming games they have buffalo 
Um, they have New Jersey twice and they have the New York Rangers twice. The Rangers should be eliminated by then. So uh, I don't know how many of their starters they'll play. Boston should be fighting uh, for a higher seed. So definitely Boston will have something to play for. So definitely roll out your Bruins players. Um, I mentioned Jeremy Swayman last week. I will mention him again. He's starting in goal for that game against Buffalo. That should be a pretty easy W, assuming that he has a good average and the Bruins play well. Um, so, yeah, definitely roll out Swayman into your lineups uh, for Saturday. Um, and, yeah, um, I guess just going forward, just check when he's starting games. Um, he's been re- playing really well in his rookie season. And definitely there's some other Bruins players you can look at if Craig Smith's not owned in your league. Um, if guys like uh, Grizzlick and, and others, you can just take a look. Any Boston player you find on the waivers um, should be able to give you some type of production. I know David Krejci's really turned it on. Recently, he's another guy you can look at if you need centers. And yeah, Boston just overall has a great schedule. So definitely look at them for the fantasy playoffs. Yeah, for sure. And I guess another uh, player from the East that someone should definitely take a look at, I think, would be the New York Islanders. Um, They have a very favorable schedule and they have good shallow league availability, I think. Um, so far, they have the Rangers, Sabres twice, and the New Jersey Devils twice. So very favorable schedule for the New York Islanders. They should be competitive, if not dominant, against all of those teams. Um, a good example, I think, for the New York Islanders that you can kind of take a look at would be uh, Jean-Gabriel Pajot. Um, He's uh, about 45% rostered right now, but he's ranked 96. Um, he has 14 goals. 14 assists. He's plus nine. He has 76 shots. And for a center, he gets plenty of hits, plenty of shots. Occasionally gets power point, uh, power play points, but doesn't happen all the time. His plus minus is really good, especially considering um, how hot New York Islanders have been. And uh, with their very favorable schedule, his plus minus is going to be really good. Um, gets a lot of goals, gets a lot of assists, gets plenty of ice time. So uh, definitely take a look at uh, Pajot or any other Islander player. And uh, back to you. Yeah, I got one more team here, and it's the Arizona Coyotes. Um, their favorite, their schedule is pretty favorable. I know they have one game against the Golden Knights coming up. Um, that's probably their only difficult matchup. Uh, the rest of their matchups are the LA Kings twice and the San Jose Sharks twice. So uh, two teams they can definitely take advantage of. Um, so definitely uh, check them out. I have Alex Goligoski here at defense. Um, I'll just double check his roster percentage. He's under 40% rostered in Yahoo leagues. He's been added almost 10% in the last week. Jump on this guy, deep leagues, shallow leagues, whatever you need. This guy, he's been putting up points. Um, His plus minus has been pretty solid over the season. I believe he's a plus five on the season. Um, He has 65 shots and 67 hits on the season. So you're getting equal production at both categories. So definitely uh, he's pretty much a must add if you need defense for the fantasy playoffs. And definitely check out other Arizona players, guys like Phil Kessel. You can check out Aiden Hill if you need emergency starts uh, for your goalies because he's getting in some starts. Um, so yeah, those are just some people you can check out for the Coyotes. Yeah, for sure. And I guess on... Uh... Another team with another very favorable schedule, um, Edmonton Oilers. Um, Their schedule is the Calgary Flames and the Canucks four times. So um, basically, it's just going to be a show for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, They shouldn't really have too much trouble against the Canucks, as much as I hate to say say it. Um, Maybe there might be a couple of upsets, but... um, Edmonton is going to be very competitive for sure. And against the Flames, it's going to be a really good game. So uh, Edmonton's going to be on their A game for sure. And I guess a good example of a player that you can get would be Jesse Pugliarvi. Um For the season, he has 12 goals, 9 assists. He's plus 5 with 97 shots, and he's only 20% rostered. So... A uh, very good deep league pick, and even in a shallow league pick, you might want to take a look at him. Um, gets plenty of hits, plenty of shots. His plus minus should be really good, especially considering he's gonna uh, be on 
the the Oilers and the Oilers have a very good schedule. Um, gets a lot of assists, a lot of goals, a lot of um, ice time. So yeah, definitely take a look at either Puliyarvi or anybody else on the Edmonton Oilers. And I guess we can uh, move on to kind of some general news around the league. Um, I guess the Kraken are officially an NHL team. Yeah, um, Seattle Kraken, they joined the NHL on Friday. Uh, they made their final expansion payment. So um, by doing that, they've paid their full expansion fee and they can now make trades with other teams leading up to the expansion draft. We'll definitely cover the expansion draft on this podcast after the Stanley Cup playoffs are finished. So definitely something to look forward to, to see which players they take off of teams. Um, it's definitely exciting. Um, we'll see what trades um, get done. Now with uh, Seattle, uh, I believe they can trade with teams once they're eliminated from the Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, so I think that um, I'm pretty sure those are the rules. So uh, you'll, you might see some uh, draft pick trades and so on, because I think teams will want to trade draft picks uh, if they don't want a player to get taken uh, by Seattle, sort of like a little bribe type of thing. I guess uh, the last expansion team was the Vegas Golden Knights and they've been dominant just from their inception. So uh, how strong do you think the Kraken are going to be? I don't think any expansion team can replicate what the Vegas Golden Knights did because there's been so many expansion teams over the years in the NHL and Vegas is the only one that had that great of a season, went to the cup final and so on. But um, Seattle definitely wants to be competitive. I think they will be competitive. Will they be a playoff team? Um it's kind of hard to say until we look up, look at the general makeup of the team, but yeah, um, they definitely should be competitive. That's for sure. Yeah, I guess um, from, they have, uh, I guess a lot of NHL history to kind of look back on, look at what uh, other expansion teams did look at what uh, Vegas did. Uh, they won't be able to do everything that Vegas did, but uh, they will probably have their own tricks for sure. Yeah. And I mean, at least that, uh, city of Seattle has some hockey history. I know the Seattle Metropolitans were a team back in the early 1900s. So definitely um, there is a pretty extensive hockey history with that city. Obviously they haven't had a team uh, in over a hundred years. So it's definitely going to be exciting for the Seattle area to sort of have their own team again. Um, and yeah, um, congratulations to the Seattle Kraken. They're a part of the NHL now. Yeah, for sure. And I guess we can uh, move on to the standings. And I guess we can start with the Central League. So I guess, what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, let's just take a look at the Central Division. Carolina, Florida, and Tampa Bay have all locked up playoff spots for the top three spots. Obviously, they can finish the season in any order as they're all three points apart. Um, then for that fourth seed, I think it's pretty much between Nashville and Dallas. Um, Dallas is two points behind with one game in hand. If they win that game, those two teams will be tied. And then we'll, I guess, have to see which team would sort of win that tiebreaker uh, stat to sort of get in. I think Chicago being six points back, is it's just a little too difficult for them. They definitely have a pretty tough schedule as well. So uh, I think it's between Nashville and Dallas for that final playoff spot. Yeah, I guess both Nashville and Dallas have their work cut out. And I think Dallas doesn't have the easiest schedule either so they're gonna be have to be on their a game for sure yeah we just talked about nashville having a favorable schedule so they're in the driver's seat right now it's their spot to lose at this point yeah for sure and i guess uh moving on to the west division um what do you see so far yeah pretty much the same thing vegas colorado and minnesota have locked up the top three spots vegas has really pushed ahead in this division up by six points as we speak um, Colorado should move ahead of Minnesota after Friday night's result. So they should be in second. Minnesota should be in third, barring any movement between those teams. Then it's pretty much between St. Louis, Arizona, and maybe San Jose. Um, I know San Jose, um, they're still quite a few points behind. They are seven points behind. And uh, St. Louis has two games in hand on them after Friday night. So it's just going to be so tough for either Arizona or San Jose to get it done. But Arizona has a favorable schedule, so it is possible. But the way St. Louis has been playing, they've been beating top-level teams. I mean, they just 
beat Minnesota twice. Um, they beat Colorado last week. I, I believe one or two times they beat Colorado. They've just been playing outstanding hockey. I think St. Louis should be that fourth seed. Yeah, and St. Louis, they don't have a hard schedule um, either. So, I mean, aside from like maybe... I think I Vegas guess, like, it was. Yeah, was it Vegas? they have yeah. Vegas. So that's like their hardest team, but then they have the Ducks and the Kings. So it's like they have three, there's like three games that it's a really high prob- probability that they can win. Yeah, so I think also with them getting healthier and healthier, the St. Louis team sort of rounding into form right before the playoffs. That could actually make them dangerous heading into the playoffs to sort of upset a team. Yeah, for sure. And I guess uh, moving on to the North, um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, just taking a look at the North Division, Toronto's the only team that's clinched playoffs so far. They're nine points ahead of the second-place Oilers. They should have that division locked down, um, but we'll definitely have to see. With the Oilers having so many games against Vancouver, You can, I guess we just don't know. Um, the Oilers should be able to get second seed at least. Um, I mean, they have, what, eight games left. They're at 60 points, yeah. Um, the Jets have been sliding. They're at 57, and Montreal's at 53. It's going to be tough for either Calgary or Vancouver to get in. I think Ottawa is pretty much done for just because they've played too many games. Um, but yeah, um, I think those four teams should be the playoff teams. It's just going to depend on what order. Yeah. And I guess for Ottawa, um, what teams do you think that they can spoil their playoff hopes for? I guess uh, whoever's on their schedule, um, definitely. Um, I know that they do play Calgary. Um, I'm not sure who else they play coming up, but um, at least I think they play Calgary. They might have another game against Vancouver. I'm not 100% sure, but um, I guess, yeah, they just want to play spoiler. Um, I believe they also have games against Montreal. I'm starting well with Saturday slate. So yeah, they have some teams still left on their slate. I don't know the exact teams, but yeah, they can definitely play spoiler. Yeah, for sure. And I guess uh, moving on to the East, it's been pretty much the teams that you expect, but uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, both Washington and Pittsburgh have clinched the playoffs already. Both of them at 69 points. Obviously, Washington has that game in hand, which is sort of giving them the edge. Either of these two teams can win the division. The other one should be the second seed. Then the third seed is between the New York Islanders and the Boston Bruins. So definitely we'll have to see which of these two teams can sort of outduel each other for that third seed. Yeah, and I guess as we said, uh, New York Rangers... Uh, their hopes are just getting farther and farther behind. Yeah, they're just a little too far, and they've just played a few too many games. They only have five games left. It's not going to get them past Boston, in my mind. Boston's got seven games, and if they get two wins, they put away the Rangers. And with their schedule, that should happen. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, might as well just go out with a bang. You already went so far, right? Yeah, I mean, by the time Boston even plays the Rangers, I think it could pretty much be decided by then so yeah it's going to be tough um, for the rangers to even try and get in yeah uh kind of unfortunate but i guess just try to play things out one game at a time and see what happens yeah for sure i definitely agree with that all right and i guess we can i guess uh go over some previews uh for saturday's games and I guess we can start with uh, the Buffalo Sabres versus the Boston Bruins. Um, I guess uh, we can expect Boston to beat Buffalo again. Yeah, I I think that that's going to happen. Obviously, an upset is possible, but Boston's at home. I don't think they should lose this. Sounds good. And I guess uh, moving on to Tampa Bay versus Detroit. Um, I guess we can kind of expect Tampa Bay to beat Detroit. They should be able to, as long as Andre Vasilevsky is in net. If he's not in net, I could see a Detroit upset. They are at home. Uh, they have been playing better at home. So uh, definitely look at the goalies, I guess, before. Uh, if you if you, if you want to wager on this game or whatever, um, look at the goalies. Um, I would kind of side with Detroit if Vasilevsky's not in net for Tampa because they just haven't played as well in front of McElhaney. But, um, yeah, if Vasilevsky's playing, Tampa should easily take this. For sure. And I guess moving on to the Rangers versus the Islanders again. Um, 
the Islanders were able to get a shutout against the Rangers, but do you think the Rangers have a chance? It's going to be tough. The Islanders are at home. They're so much better at home. I'm surprised they won on the road. Um, yeah, I don't know how much life the Rangers have left in them. Um, I'm sort of leaning towards the Islanders in this game, but I think this game actually could go either way. Yeah, for sure. And I guess moving on to the New Jersey Devils versus Philadelphia Flyers. Um, do you think uh, New Jersey can pull another upset on the Flyers? It's going to be tough because I know New Jersey was at home for that last game. The Flyers are home, so I, I'm kind of feeling the Islanders here. Um, I know they've ruled goalie Carter Hart out for the rest of the season, but I think Brian Elliott should be getting the start here. And I think they should be able to take care of business in this game. So yeah, Philadelphia. For sure. And I guess uh, moving on to Pittsburgh versus the Capitals, um, another rivalry. Um, who do you think can take it? I mean, if Alex Ovechkin plays, I definitely like Washington at home, but Pittsburgh's just been so hot. So if Ovechkin doesn't play, I actually kind of like Pittsburgh in this game. Sounds good. And I guess moving on to Columbus versus Carolina. Um, I guess Carolina's been so consistently good, so I guess we can just kind of uh, assume that they're going to win. Yeah, assuming no one sits, yeah, play Carolina here at home. For sure. And I guess moving on to Ottawa versus Montreal, do you think Ottawa can play spoiler? Um, it's very tough to say, actually. Montreal is the home team, but they definitely played Friday night. So, yeah, um, Ottawa's actually been playing better. I wouldn't rule out a win from Ottawa here, actually. I, I could actually lean with them. This is very possible. Uh, Montreal coming off a back-to-back... Yeah, I remember what Ottawa did to them the last time they came off a of back-to-back, and I, I think it's very possible Ottawa wins this game. All right. Sounds pretty interesting. It's definitely a game to watch. Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely. And moving on to Vancouver versus the Maple Leafs, um, I guess we can expect the Maple Leafs to win this as well. Yeah, yes, assuming Jack Campbell's back in the lineup, yeah, that should be easy W for the Leafs. All right. And I guess uh, moving on to San Jose versus Colorado, we can expect the Avalanche to kind of bury this game. Uh, assuming Philip Grubauer plays again, if one of their backup goalies plays, that definitely does give the Sharks a bit of a chance, um, especially uh, in terms of bounce back appeal. I believe that the Avalanche were winning when I checked the game last. I believe that game might be final now. So, yeah, um, definitely check the goaltending for this one as well. And if you see the, that you like sort of the, the, the goaltending matchup for the Sharks, uh, you could lean there. But, um, yeah, Colorado is definitely the better team in this case. It would just depend on how the Sharks play. For sure. And I guess moving on to St. Louis versus Minnesota. Um, had a really close game last time, but who do you think can take it this time? Yeah, um, well, it's going to be tough. Um, I would have leaned Minnesota, but St. Louis has just been playing so well. Um, it, it, it might depend on the goaltending matchup, honestly. If it is Talbot against Bennington, maybe you do go with St. Louis just because Talbot has not played well against St. Louis. Um, uh, if if St. Louis plays their backup, though, just take Minnesota uh, their backup hasn't played well this year, but if Bennington does play, I might like St. Louis here. For sure. And I guess uh, moving on to Florida versus Chicago, um, do you think Florida can take this game as well? Yeah, this game could go either way. Um, Chicago is better at home. Um, it, it honestly will just depend on, I, I guess, who Chicago starts in net and how they come out to play for this game. If they've given up on their playoff hopes, I think Florida should be able to take care of them. But if they're still trying to push for the playoffs, I think you could see a win from Chicago here. For sure. And I guess uh, moving on uh, to two teams who we just said they're both fighting for a playoff spot, Dallas versus Nashville. Um, who do you think can take this? Yeah, this is definitely a, a really tough matchup between these two teams. Ah, it's very tough to say, actually. This game is one of the – it's it's like a coin flip game. You probably just have to flip a coin on this game and then 
just see who's gonna win because I honestly don't know. Uh, it'll depend on a lot of factors. It'll depend on goalies. It'll depend on who's playing. Um, yeah, I really couldn't tell you. Maybe give an edge to Nashville because they're home, but that's about it. Yeah, I guess it's just an anything can happen kind of game. Yeah, if you don't, if you can't decide between two teams, and you even looked at the goaltending, and you can't decide, just take the home team. That's probably where you should lean at this point. For sure, and I guess uh, moving on to uh, Vegas versus Arizona. Um, Vegas was able to clutch it against Arizona last time, but do you think they can do it again? Uh, it'll honestly depend on the result of Friday's game. You might look for a bounce back appeal there. Um, I mean, Mark Andre Fleury will probably start in this game for Vegas, so I think it could be a pretty uh, decisive win for the Vegas Golden Knights in this game. So uh, I guess definitely keep an eye on Friday's result and just who the goaltenders are. For sure. And I guess moving on to uh, Los Angeles versus uh, Anaheim, uh, who do you think can take this game? I think I like the team to bounce back from whoever wins the Friday night matchup. I know we're not going to cover the results of that, but um, yeah, whoever wins, uh, I'd probably take the other team to sort of bounce back. For sure. And uh, I guess moving on to the Battle of Alberta, um, who do you think can take this game? Yeah, I like Edmonton. They're at home and they lost the last game. They're pretty much going to come out a lot more prepared to play. For sure. And I guess uh, that about uh, wraps everything up. And I guess we only have the pool to take a look at now. Yeah, let's take a look at the pool, actually. Um, definitely uh, leading up to the last sort of weeks of the season, I am on top uh, now um, ahead of our injury expert, Victoria, by three points. So definitely I made a nice comeback there after I had slipped a bit because of injuries. I'm now on top. So if I do win, I sort of, I guess, keep my title of hockey expert, live up to the name kind of thing. But um, yeah, if I do win, yeah, we'll definitely do some special playoff type preview or whatever. We'll definitely have something special. Yeah, for sure. And I guess that about concludes uh, this installment of Everything NHL. Um, if you watch us on YouTube, subscribe and hit the bell and you can get notifications of our videos every week. Uh, if you prefer to listen to us on a podcast, you can follow us on Spotify. You can follow us on Apple Music. Uh, you can follow us on Google Podcasts as well. Um, I guess uh, you can also follow us on Twitter for um, our uh, daily picks for NHL and NBA. And you can follow us on Instagram as well for um, same same thing, uh, picks for NHL and for NBA. Um, I guess tune in next time for some more recaps, some more uh, fantasy playoff pickups, and some more previews and some more general news around the league. Yeah, for sure. Our handle on Twitter and Instagram is at FanFanPodcast for those that need to find us. And uh, yeah, uh, we'll definitely catch you guys on the next episode.